Spirit, the Lord saying, I am the Lord and I am here to restore. Mm -hmm. I am restoring every joy, every laughter, every ambition you thought you had lost. All the years of striving and heartache, I am restoring to you. Vineyards where you poured out sweat and tears and thought it went for vain because of the season of drought and hardship that followed after. Now you rejoice, for now you reap an abundance of harvest. Even vineyards you did not walk on, now you reap a harvest because of faithfulness and favor. Though I have said it, shall I not do it? I am the restorer of good things, things you never even thought about, that never crossed your mind, I am doing today in you. O daughter of Zion, you are my special handmaiden. Have I not chosen you? Have I not placed an axe of wall in your hand to tear down all the works of darkness? Have I not given to you the, in your bosom the oil of gladness for the wounded soul? Shall I not bring it to pass? Amen. I want to talk to us why we should arise as pastor's wives. Because we need to arise to stay in the place of prayer in order to avoid grievous consequences. Now, I want you to know that no matter what has happened in your life, in your ministry, no matter the faults you have already made in the past, God still loves you and God is not against you. He is for you. We pastor's wives must arise in times like this in order to remain in the place of prayer. We have to make a conscious decision because it is in prayer that we are able to commune with God and hear from God. He who abides in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And we receive secrets only in the secret place. <coughs> when you hear of being able to see in the spirit realm and be able to tell what is happening during deliverance or who is coming against you, it's because you have been in the secret place and God has opened your eyes. And this is what God wants to do to all of us as pastors' wives. Amen. He's doing it in your life. He wants to do more. Because you are not going to be fooled. You are not going to be deceived. We are dealing with mixed multitude. Right. Not everybody who comes to church is coming for church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And we are wise women. Amen. Amen. Our Lord Jesus has given us wisdom. Amen. God sees the heart and we see only the outward. So we must arise. I don't care whichever level of prayer you are, you still need to arise. If you have been praying 30 minutes a day, arise to one hour. If you have been praying one hour a day, arise to one hour 30 minutes. Why not two hours? Why not three? Why not four? And I want to advise us, if you want to prevail, Pray in tongues more. Amen. You can say that. Listen, God knows already what we want to pray. You understand? Before we come before him, he already knows what we want to say. So say the topics in your heart and pray in tongues. Because the Holy Spirit will lead you to pray exactly. You want to pray for your son in school? You want to pray for your son getting married? You want to pray for your daughter traveling? Just say it in your heart. My daughter is traveling. Rakanto spirit. Who is where she is apart from the Holy Spirit? Come on. When we pray in tongues, we pray mysteries. Holy Spirit is a wonderful person. So we must arise. Today, before we leave from here, we are going to a new dimension. We are going to pray more than ever before. The days in which we are living are evil. And those, only those in the secret place of God will overcome. 
Because before they come, we have seen them. Isn't the watchman standing on the tower and looking? Before the enemy, he sees the enemy and far off. Those are the eyes we are going to see. We are going to have. Yes. And then we have fire. The fire of the Holy Spirit. We refuse to allow broken relationship between God and our family. Amen. We refuse to allow broken relationship between us and God. Amen. We refuse to allow broken relationship between God and our children. Amen. We refuse to allow broken relationship between ourselves. Husband and wife, mother and children, father and children, and children and parents. We refuse it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The devil sometimes comes to steal destiny. But God is equipping us in this season. That no matter what is coming in the future, we have already overcome. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. One mistake or one sin that either you or your husband or your children may commit against God may result in grievous consequences. That is why we must arise. Hey! We are going to receive the eyes of an eagle before we leave this place. Now listen to this. We have this man of God. He was the seer in Israel. Call him pastor. Call him bishop. Call him servant of God. Call him prophet. He was Eli. And our Bible tells us in First Samuel that his children began to do things that were wrong in the sight of God. Eli's sons were evil men who did not care about the law. They did not they did not care about how priests were supposed to treat people. Whenever someone brings a sacrifice, priests are supposed to put the meat in a pot of boiling water. Then their servant is supposed to get the three-pronged fork and use it to get some meat out of the pot or kettle. The priest is supposed to take whatever his helper removes from the pot with a special fork. This is what the priest should have done for the Israelites who came to offer sacrifices at Shiloh. But that is not what the sons of Eli did. Even before the fat was burnt on the altar, their, their servant would go to the people offering sacrifices and say, give the priest some meat to to roast. The, the priest won't accept boiled meat from you. Maybe the man offering the sacrifice will say, burn the fat first, and then you can take whatever you want. But the servant will answer, no, give it me now. If you don't give it me, I'll take it from you. Another version said, take it by force. Mm, Jesus. And all these things displeased God. God was displeased. Eli's sons, the Bible called them the sons of Belial. Can you imagine evil, evil people, sons of a pastor? Wow. No doubt, Job used to pray for his children and say, Father, if they have committed any sin, Forgive them. That's the prayer we always have to pray for our children. You know why we are special? Because we are called out and chosen, and God has equipped our husbands and ourselves and our children to be His people, to be His ambassadors. We have we are of a high rank, a rank that we ourselves don't know how to explain. We are not just ordinary light of the world. We are not just set on the hill. I think we are set on the highest hill among the hills. Yes. So 
people that will stand in the gap. You know, when Eli's sons were doing all this, I don't know where their mother was. Mm. But she was the first lady, right? Mm. I don't know what her name is. Do you know her name? Karambashia. We don't, the Bible doesn't say she was dead. We don't know if she even made a statement. Was she going to the market to sell? I don't know. Where was she? We don't know. But do you know that people who had good influence in the Bible, even people with bad influence, they are mentioned. But we are talking now about good influence. Those who, had, who did something influential, worthy of some kind of honor or praise or to be mentioned, even if their names are not mentioned, their acts are mentioned. Like the woman who broke the alabaster box of oil for King Jesus. We don't know her name, but her act was mentioned. So why was Eli's wife not mentioned? These children sinned against God so terribly and they even slept with the ushers. I call them the ushers because the Bible says the women that waited at the door of the temple. So I believe they were ushers. They had they committed immorality with children of God or daughters of God in the church. And God was not pleased. And you know, they, they were not disciplined. And that is why God got angry. And God was not just angry with the children, He was angry with Eli the prophet. And do you know what happened? Now a man of God came to Eli and said, This is what the Lord says I revealed myself very clearly to your father's household when they were slaves in Egypt to the house of Pharaoh. I chose your father from all of Israel's tribes, from all of Israel's tribes, to be my priest, to go up onto my altar, to burn incense, and to wear the priestly vest in my presence. I also gave all of the Israelites food offerings to your father's household. Why then do you kick my sacrifices and my offerings? The very ones I commanded for my dwelling place. Why do you respect your sons more than me? Getting fat off the best part of every offering from my people Israel. Because of all that, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel declares. I have promised that your household and your father's household will serve me forever. I had promised that your household and your father's household will serve me forever. But now, but now, this is what the Lord declares, I will do no such thing. I will do no such thing. No! I honor those who honor me, and, where I, and whoever despises me will be cursed. The days are coming soon when I will eliminate both your children and the children of your father's household. There won't be an old person left in your family tree. You will see trouble in my dwelling place. Though all will go well for Israel, but there will never be an old person in your family tree. One of your descendants whom I don't eliminate from serving at my altar will cry his eyes out and be full of grief. Any descendants in your household will die by the sword. And what happens to you, to your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, will be a sign for you. They will both die on the same day. Then I will establish for myself a trustworthy priest who will act in accordance with my thoughts and desires. Who will act in accordance with my thoughts and desires? I will build a trustworthy household for him and will and he will serve before my anointed one forever. Anyone left 
from your household will come and beg him for a bit of silver or a loaf of bread, saying, Please appoint me to some priestly duty so I can have a scrap of bread to eat. You know, God is holy and he does not play with sin. Whatever post or assignment God has appointed us to or assigned us to, he has also given us the grace to do that assignment. And we cannot trample on the grace of God. When the man of God came to Eli, he didn't go to his sons. This message was not taken to Eli's sons. But they were the ones who sinned. The message was taken to who? To Eli himself. Why? Because Eli is the father, or was the father. And to cut this long story short, God was angry with Eli and his whole family because of what the sons did. So mothers, pastors' wives, you see, we have work to do. Don't mind if you're crazy. I mean, if you look crazy, no problem. Fight! You're fighting for your soul, the soul of your children. You're fighting for destiny. You're fighting that God's purpose be accomplished. This is a man of God whom God assigned. I mean, from his fathers, that whole clan had been chosen, privileged, to be servants of God, to wear a special, put on a special garment. And listen, you may you may be putting on different clothes now, but you all are clothed with special garments. Amen. We are all clothed with special garments. We are identified in the spirit realm as the Levites. Right. We and our husbands and our children. That is how the hosts in the spirit realm see us. We are special. Yes, Lord. Amen. We cannot afford to let our family's relationship with the Lord be broken. Amen. This is what happened to Eli. Because of the sins of his sons, the relationship between God and that family was broken. I don't know what any of your children are doing now in secret which you don't know. I don't know. But you are here today. To receive grace from God. To say, Father, the relationship between my family and you must be firm, must be right. If there was any problem, there must be restoration. In the name of Jesus. That's correct. God will not come to us and say, I said this. I said I was going to do this, but now I changed my mind. That's what God was saying. He said, I won't do it again. God have mercy. That shall not be our portion in Jesus' name. We shall continue to serve the Lord. We and our husbands and our children until Jesus comes. In the name of Jesus. That is why the Lord has told us this morning that he loves us. Hallelujah. Pastors' wives must arise to take action to avoid grievous consequences. That was a grievous consequence. What? Two sons die in one day? God forbid. God forbid. What? No old man in the family? God forbid. As if that was not enough, you are no more a priest. Do you know that there are even some pastors who have been fired? Yes, that's right. Because of their waywardness. But they are still talking. Let that not be our portion. We have to arise. Listen, the days are evil. The days are evil. Find out what your children are doing in secret. Put your nose. Put your nose into it. Look. Because you are a woman on assignment. Amen. 
Pastor, what are you doing? Who is calling you at night? I don't care whether you are old. With who are you talking at night? Thank you. Check the phone. Listen, as far as we are concerned, I know the Lord will give us wisdom. There are times to be crazy. There's one pastor's wife sitting here amongst us who got crazy one day. Their son was dating a wrong girl. And she knew that this was not right. And she had spoken to her son. Oh, Do you know that there are times when they expect you as a pastor's wife to just behave well? Yes. Keep your calm and your cool. Just have some dignity. No way. Don't talk, otherwise I'll leave the church. This sister came one day and met the son and the girl in the house, whether they were discussing their waters. I don't know. This sister became crazy. Oh, yeah. She took, I, don't, I, can, I hope I can remember what she said. She took her hands and put on her belly. And she started in tongues. Because she did not know what to say. She was also trying to protect the fact that this girl was coming to their church. And she did not want it to be said that I'm the one who dropped this girl away from the church. Because if she was a carnal woman, she might just come and say, Pam, what are you doing in my, here with my son? She put her hand here. Oh, God, thank God for but the Holy Spirit is oh. and, she, and she started blowing tongues. Yes. And she was at the top of her voice. Yes. That girl, they just, she just disappeared. Sometimes we have to be crazy. to serve God for many years and at an old age lose everything it is not our portion Amen. Because you don't have selfishness. That which God has appointed. 
portion for you will still be yours. Yes. Amen. And his brother, he said, you choose, choose first which was, which side you want to go. And his brother decided to look up <laughs> by himself. Where did he choose? He chose the area that looked like the garden of the Lord. It was well irrigated. Then, let's see what happened to Abraham. Genesis 13, 14 to 15. After not separated from him, the Lord said to Abraham, the Lord said to Abraham, from the place where you are, from the place where you are standing, look up and gaze to the north, south, east, and west. Because all the land that you see, I give you and your descendants forever. This is the difference. Pastor's wives, listen. The more you pray, the more you receive the Spirit of God, measure and measure of the Spirit of God, that makes you to understand that greed and selfishness is not good. And that we are not there to exploit the people. We are there to serve them. We are not there to fight with one pastor and the other. You know some pastors fight on offerings. We are not there, even if we are invited to go and preach in places, we, we don't want our husbands to be craving for money. Why? I must tell us these things. Because this is what is happening nowadays. You want to serve God all your life? You want God to be pleased with you? You want to make a name in heaven and not on earth? Stand in the holy place. Rabbi Santara, decide to have an upright heart. Decide to tell yourself that not my husband, not my children, others may, others may choose to be looking for money and exploiting people and profit line. Not my husband, not my children, not me. I will not, I will not draw a curse from God because of the temporal things on this earth. Should I go? Mm-hmm. Ah. See the man who was not, you know, there is a word we speak in Cameroon, langa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> langa throat. <laughs> Greed. Selfishness. Mm-hmm. Rushing for gain. Mm-hmm. Rushing, you know, I don't know what was Lot's, the condition of Lot's heart, but Lot decided to look by himself. Mm-hmm. But this is the lesson we are learning here. That let us long to have that which God Amen. gives to us. Yes, Lord. That which God will give to us. Amen. Why do we gather here as pastors' wives? Why this vision? So that we may, so that we will, by His grace, still be those handmaidens. He can say, You are mine. Amen. Amen. Abraham did not just look. Until the Lord said, Abraham, the place where you are standing, look up. And God even gave him directions where to look. God said, look to the south, to the east, to the west, and to the north. All round. He said, the place where you are standing, I will give it not only to you, but to your descendants forever. Amen. The Lord did not have his own place for his descendants forever. He chose the area of Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord faced a lot of problems when he went to that area. First, he was locked up in prison because there was war. 
there, and it was Abraham who went and bailed him out. That's right. And then there was much wickedness. How can you worship God in a place of much oh wickedness? When you choose, let me tell you something. Let's be more practical here. There are some of you who are under pastors, and maybe those pastors are making, uh, uh, opening new branches of churches, and they want to send your husband to a different location. And maybe you see all the things that you have done in that location. Say, so, oh me, leave this place. There is sugar here. There is honey here. I planted sugar cane. I planted this and that. Leave this place. Look at all these friends I've made here. But you don't know that God is moving you to another place of important assignment. And there are people who have fought transfers because they want their own way and their ministries die. When God says move, move. We have to go where God wants us to go. Be where God wants us to be. Do what God wants us to do. We are his. Listen, when Abraham went, when Ab- after Abraham looked, do you know what he did? He built an altar to the Lord. In Hebron. He was at peace, worshipping God in Hebron. But Lot was in Sodom, fighting with wicked men. And his wife, I mean his, his daughters, even got married to Sodomites. They did not even enjoy the marriage. Because soon came the judgment of God. They didn't have children. There was no time for them to even have children. There was no time for resettlement and buying of houses and lands and having grandchildren to have the possession forever. No, there was no time for that. Because soon came the judgment of God. Because of the intercession of Abraham, they were dragged out of Sodom. Mm -hmm. And Lot left empty-handed, saved by the grace of God, just with his two daughters. His wife also he lost. Mm -hmm. Consequences. Grievous consequences. To take what God has not given you can can be very, very costly. That's right. To take what God has not given you can be very costly. Oh God, help us. Father, help us. I want you to know that in as much as we are hearing this message, it is the Holy Spirit who can help us. As you listen to this message, open your heart to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, no matter what, I'm holding you tight. You are my helper. Amen? Amen? He is our helper. That was a choice by Lot. He chose what looked like the Garden of Eden. Your cho- our, our children will not choose wives that look like the real wife. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Our children will not choose husbands that look like the real husband. They will choose the right Amen. husband, the right wife according to God's plan. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen. Please don't start praying for your, whole, your, your sons and daughters when they are ripe for marriage. Pray before they ever get ripe. You are blessed. Right now, they are still young. Command only those right husbands and right wives to come in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the consequences of getting the wrong one can be very grievous. You will not suffer all this while only to end up crying, judging cases. Oh God, have mercy. That is not our portion. We have come here to receive grace. We are blessed. Because we pray, our husbands will not look by themselves to choose their friends. People that look like friends. The side that looked like the garden of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Ah! But it's not the garden of the Lord. People that look like friends, but they are not friends. It can bring grievous consequences. Because let me tell you something. You can really have a friend who can really do you wrong. That's true. You understand? A friend does not mean that a friend will never wrong you. 
The friend can do you real wrong and make you cry. But because it's a friend that God gave, that friendship is still coming back. Are you understanding? Yes. yes. What, I'm, what I'm talking about is not a friend who wronged you. I'm not talking, you, you, we don't have perfect friends ourselves. We are not perfect. We are wrong people, right? Yes. I'm talking about that one who is going to take somebody away from destiny. You, we will not look for the wrong helpers. We will wait for divine helpers. Because we are on our knees praying. When the divine helpers come, the Lord will cause our husbands to understand that this is divine helper. It doesn't matter how poorly or well dressed they are. It doesn't matter whether they come on bicycle or in a car. It doesn't matter whether they are eloquent or not. A divine helper is a divine helper and is a helper indeed. When we pray, our children and our husbands and ourselves, we will not have ungodly alliances. Because the consequences can be very grievous. The Lord shall deliver us. Because you pray. Now, not all gifts are gifts. Not all gifts are gifts indeed. Let me give my testimony before I continue. And some of you must have heard this testimony. But there are others. But I will just still say only this one. It's amazing how God protects us. He will protect all of us. Amen. He will protect our children. Amen. He will protect our husbands. Amen. Because sometimes you may not know who is a wolf. Mm-hmm. Never will a wolf come against you, great woman of God, in the form of a wolf. Mm-hmm. They must always put a shade cloth. They must come, they sometimes will come like a young Christian who needs help. Before I forget this, a young Christian who needs help. Oh, that sister, she wants to talk only to the pastor. She, wow. wants, to, she wants to talk only to the pastor. You should be very careful if a sister or a woman wants to see only a husband all the time, only a husband. Excuse me. Arise. Hey. Hey. What? Your husband is not God. Only your husband. Excuse me. There are testimonies of women who have had serious problems. Pastors, families that have had serious problems because of a sister, in quotes, who came to the church. Pastor, last night my belly was, my belly was biting this way. Oh. Twelve minutes now they are calling your husband again. Pastor, it has left from this way, it's now on this side. <laughs> you, know, you know this other part of the belly that it falls like that, that is where it is. <laughs> 1 a.m. Pastor, it has left from there. It's behind my butt now. Pastor, 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 please pray, 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 pastor, pastor. Pastor, can I see you tomorrow? Pastor, can I see you? Pastor, I want to come to your office. I will show you where it left from and where it went to and where it has come again. Say, God forbid. God Any woman who feels comfortable with your husband and does not feel comfortable in your presence. A Christian man is not enough, my dear. I let you wrong. And I go to the room and say, Daddy, darling, N-O. I will cook good food and give to my husband and pamper him well and, you know, speak sweet words to him. You know, and maybe you just say, can we just go to the park and walk? You know, and I hold him tight. I say, that lady, and oh. End of story. <laughs> if you don't rise like that, God forbid, you don't want to cry. Amen. Yes. 
Karash. So, when they come like wolves or like sheep, when they are wolves, because you pray, you will see. Amen. And God will cause your husband to see. So my testimony about gifts is this. I was sitting in a balcony with some sisters in the church. And I saw one lady, these sisters, one of them was braiding my hair. And I saw this lady, because we're high up in a balcony, it's a story building. I saw this lady just walking and coming from below. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, that lady who is coming, she is bringing you a gift. When she gives you that gift, don't take it. As clear as that. Amen. That lady came up, came and met us and greeted and said, Mommy, take. She was giving me a packet of cookies. I refused to even stretch my hand. I looked at her because the Lord had gone ahead of her. I looked at her. I said, I will not take it. Take back your gift with you. Then she asked me, you know, the devil always wants to intimidate. She said, Mommy, the Bible says we should love one another. We are all your children. We are, because she was coming to our church. We are all your children. You have, you have to love all your sheep. So she was trying to put me guilt. So I looked at her. And the Lord gave me an answer immediately. I said, I'm mother of sheep and not of wolves. Why my pastor is behaving like this? 
When people don't understand, still obey God. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Okay. Some gifts can be snares. So do not always have a craving for things. Ask God. He will give to you. God will use good people in the church. God will use even some people you don't expect who, are, don't, have, who don't have bad intention to bless you. Amen. Are you understanding? Yes. Let us not be pastors, wives that want, we must dress well before we feel that we are accepted. We, must, we want to be the best, we want to be the glamorous person that people will be looking at. We should not put our hearts on those things. We should put our hearts on the Lord. dress well. It's good to dress well, but that is not our focus. We don't, we don't serve, we, we don't do things to impress people. We do things to impress the Lord. And you yourself, you are one of those people you don't have to do things to impress. If it's not impressing the Lord, it's not impressive to Jesus, don't, don't impress yourself. If it's not impressive to the Lord, then don't impress people. Who called you? Jesus. Pray to influence your husband's decisions. Pray to help him make the right choices. Pray to help him. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Pray that he may have the mind of Christ. Pray that he will, he will wait and take instructions from the Lord. Pray that he will overcome criticisms. Pray that you yourself, the Holy Spirit should make you a shock absorber. Yes. A shock absorber. Cry! Pray to have a forgiving heart. Yes. Yes. Meaning that your heart, you are proactive before they say, before they gossip you, you have already forgiven them. Yes. Do you know that only the Holy Spirit can do that? Yes. Yes. Some things that people can say about you can be very grievous. Mm. Can be very aching. Mm. Can be very what? Aching. You guys, nobody has spoken against you. <laughs> but let me tell you, pray that God will bless the people we serve so that they will love us enough to come and say, you did this wrong. Amen. Amen. Think you would have done it this way. Mm -hmm. Isn't that powerful? It yes. is. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so painful. It's so painful when you only realize that you made a mistake, only when somebody has taken a bad decision against you. But you never knew that you made a mistake. Are you understanding? Amen. Yes. Amen. But let me tell you something, don't be discouraged. Amen. God still takes care because when people have the right heart, they will come to you and say, Pastor Esther, can you please tell Bishop that? Or Pastor Esther, like, this thing you did was not good. Are you understanding me? Mm -hmm. I always cherish people who correct me. Mm -hmm. But don't Correct the pastor's wife after you have spoken it to other people. Yes. Yes. No. There is no more correction. But even with that, we are still called to love. Do you know we go through a lot of hurting, a lot of pain? That is why God called you here to comfort you. God says he loves us. Oh God. Pastor's wife, don't give up. Pastor's wife, you have a crown. The Lord knows you're hurting. The Lord has come with oil this morning to soothe your heart. Ah, the Lord knows your weakness. He has come this morning to give you strength. The Lord knows, and He has come, Arakata, to restore that which you have lost. That which your husbands have lost. That which your children have lost. I would like us to stand up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
God wants to restore the relationship between you and your husband. And God wants us to have a forgiving heart. God wants us to have forgiving hearts. If you are not able to forgive, ask the Lord. Say, Holy Spirit, sow in me the seed of forgiveness. I want to be able to forgive my husband. I want to be able to forgive my children. I want to be able to forgive myself. I want to be able to forgive the members of the church who have offended me. You cannot afford to keep grudge. You cannot, you cannot, you carry the presence of God. God is looking at you. He wants to use you. He wants, you are his handmaiden. He is that one he wants to, you are that one he wants to depend on. As his own hands, uh, as his 